to the Daniel Dome with me, Esther Sears. And me, Gareth Gwynn. This is the podcast for people born between 1977 and 1985. Or, to put it another way, people who have an infinite amount of patience. I'll explain why. Because of adverts. I have two small kids who don't know what it's like to have to wait for the adverts. What, rather than just fast-forward them or skip them? Yeah, so I will often force them to sit through something being broadcast you know, as live, so they have to sit through the adverts. It's like SAS training, but for your <laughs> for, for your, your patients. For your patients. <laughs> but aren't you worried? I mean, I feel like there would have been a time when my parents would have loved to skip through the adverts so that I didn't want man to force. <laughs> That's true. But also, when are you meant to pee? Oh, right, yeah. Because they, they still have to stop stuff to go pee, so... I see. So this is their chance to leave the room, never find out about Manta Force, and then come back. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Welcome to the second episode. Yes. um, Today's episode of the Zenial Dome, very exciting. We are speaking to Stefan Guerrero, who you will know from the hit podcast, The Socially Distant Sports Bar. It's a very, very funny podcast. Um, We should also say, I can't remember when in the podcast he explains, but Steph is a fantastic sports reporter Mm. and also is a lecturer, senior lecturer Mm -hmm. at Cardiff Met University. Um, So he's got a lot of strings to his bow, all of which I think we cover in this podcast. So do enjoy The Socially Distant Sports Bar and 1977's Stefan Guerrero. Yes, 1977. Very, yeah, very early Xenial. That's it. You're the top end. Yeah, top end Xenial. Do you think of yourself as a Xenial or are you a Gen Gen Xer? Do you know, I don't think of myself as any of those. It's really weird because I, I, yeah, I, I don't think of myself as being part of a thing or an era. But if we started talking about music or if we started talking about TV and someone didn't know what TFI Friday was yeah. or mm. didn't think Cooler Shaker were terrible, then <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to relate to them. So I guess I am in a thing. Hang on, I, I didn't mind Cooler oh, Shaker. I, Ta- I, I, Tatva I, is an awful, so... awful song. <laughs> I, th- I, thought, I thought Hush was good and then I realised that it was a cover. Mm. And then I was like, oh, OK, yeah, that, that's probably why I like it. Yeah. If there was... Anybody who calls a tent a yurt, it's that, it's that kind of gang. <laughs> Not for me. So I get the impression that you are... Do, do think of yourself as Xenial when the, when the categories come into play. Is Millennials a closed book to you? God, it, it just sounds young, and I know I'm not. So yeah. I've, I've never... Yeah, I, no. No, they, they, they're comfortable with social media in a way that I probably will never be. Oh! Because it's just... <laughs> That's thing, isn't it? It's, it's their thing, and they're fine on it, and I'm just like... Would you, would you mind reading something that I wrote? <laughs> I, that's, that's interesting, though, because I, I am at the upper end of the millennials. So 1981 yeah. is when I was born, and that's kind of the start of it. And I yeah. still like to print stuff off to read. I think that's... <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so what like do you I, mean? Like, well, like I, emails? <laughs> you know, as, as an aside, that's what my mum used to do before she got emails. <laughs> 
Um, and it wasn't even that she'd print them out. She'd get my dad to print them out at work. Oh, amazing. And bring yeah. them home. So my, oh, si- my sister lived in Italy for three years and she would email and my dad had to print them off for my mum. So, it, yeah, it's a bit like that. No, I think it's when, if, if I'm writing and I need to make edits, I much prefer mm. to print it off and do all the, the scribblings. I, don't know. I love that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a printing out stuff kind of person. But, uh, it's, it, yeah, I, I can read off a computer. I'm all right with that. I would never. Do you know? I would never read a book off a screen. I find that weird. Yeah, I, yeah. like I mean, Kindles yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, come on, get a book. Yeah, yeah. That, that that it's not very eco friendly of me, but it's not. Yeah, you got no. But then there's something so satisfying about closing the back end of a book on itself. Whereas with a screen, yes. it's like, oh, do I just switch this off now? So, yeah. 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 If you, no, if you hate yeah, a book on a Kindle, you can't throw it at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one's yet got in trouble for burning Kindles. Um, <laughs> it's, too, it's too general, isn't it? You would be literally burning all books. Yeah. I, I, you, I'm not sure what you'd be protesting against. The written word as a thing. <laughs> Or just Jeff Bezos yeah. as a thing. Yeah, actually, I can't see that happening now. Now, yeah. now I feel Which like, I'm all right yeah. with. <laughs> um, Although I do like things turning up really quickly. Yeah. So oh. I, I am also a hypocrite. But I think, but maybe this is a sign of, of the fact that we're Xennials as well, is that we're, we're aware that we have to be responsible to the environment and stuff, but we also like mm. the novelty and the, the technology that allows us to, to consume things quickly. Um, yes. and, and overnight and to be like you said you know to, to be able to order like a costume for my kids that needs to be done by tomorrow and it will get yeah. here by 10 o'clock tonight yeah I'm, I'm happy with I that. still think that's magic mm. whereas <laughs> so part, part one of my jobs is as a lecturer and my students would just expect that to happen do you know what I mean like yeah. so there, there's a big 20-year gap of yeah just stuff being accessible that I'm just like, I ordered that yesterday and it's here. That's weird. (laughs) Well, because in addition to the work that you do as a journalist and a podcaster, you're a senior lecturer at Cardiff Met. Yeah, Um, I I insist on the senior as well. Sure. It's really important. (laughs) I'm a part-time lecturer at Cardiff Met and I like... Did you insist on the part-time? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want any responsibility. (laughs) I don't want anything coming back to me. But isn't it funny though how what you were saying there about your students? Because I was I was talking to to some of my third years the other day about mm. um, doing research and looking beyond the stuff that they would usually look at and researching um, you know financial uh, reports from different companies and stuff and that you can get these freely on the internet. And I actually said to them in my day. <laughs> When I was in university, I had to write to companies and ask them to send me their financial reports. And the way they look at you, absolutely bizarre. So I'm going to get loads of dissertations this year, all with references to TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) References to something you haven't got as an app on your phone yet. No, and I I don't think Harvard referencing really caters for TikTok. (laughs) I don't know how to mark that. (laughs) I love it. This is um, out of interest. Your students, do they listen to you on the podcast? I, I, do you know what? I don't want to ask. Ah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> just in case. I mean, 
I don't. They're certainly not the target audience, <laughs> but we'll take any audience to be honest with you. Um, you know, every, every listener is some kind of advert revenue, so I'm fine with it. Um, but yeah, there's a couple who definitely do. Okay, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't like to talk about it with them. No. No, no unless, you, from a marketing perspective, I teach sport media, so there's some stuff from it that works, but yeah, I, I just, yeah. Yeah, you don't, don't want that. No, because you, you don't want to, I guess you don't want to boast about something that you know that they don't give a shit about. It's, it's exactly, that. that's exactly it. Because in my mind, some of the stuff would be quite cool. Mm. And it's not, is it? Because it's just a 45-year-old man banging on about stuff with his 50-year-old mate and his 43-year-old mate. And it's like, mm, that's, yeah. that's actually not very cool, is it? <laughs> I, and in fact, they're using the word cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, as you're on the edge of zenialism, let's see what resonates with yes. you. Go on. What Italian 90 merch did you have? Okay, so. <laughs> no, 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 you go. Sit back, everyone. Um, the Coca-Cola footballs, yes. the little ones. Yes. I had a gold one of those. Ooh. Oh, a, um, what? Hang on, yeah, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Where, where would you get a gold one? So someone came to my school. They were like a world keepy-uppy champion. They probably would. <laughs> that's what they were sold that's as in really assembly. Fun. That's really fun. I don't think they fun. were. I don't think they were. I don't, I don't think such a thing would have existed at the time. Um, but, yeah, so, and they had a load of the gold ones. And I remember there being some kind of ruckus mm. at break time, trying to get your hands on one of the gold ones, and then people had them stolen off them. I definitely had a gold one. I definitely had the normal one as well. Um, I went to Italy maybe that summer, I think. Okay. But not for the World Cup. Maybe it was the summer after. I think. Uh, and I've got some yeah. I had. A, <laughs> I insisted on buying this as well. So you know you go around, I think it might have been Sorrento from my memory, you go around the market with your mum and dad and my sister and there was a bottle of wine, right? But the bottle was in the shape of the World Cup trophy. Wow. Oh, Apart from obviously on top of it having the, what would that be, the nozzle that you pour it from? I don't know what the word is. Yeah, spout on top of the world. So it wasn't quite good. But it was gold. Wow. And I remember convincing my parents to buy me a bottle of wine <laughs> when, I, when I was like, I don't know, what I mean, like 12 maybe. I was like, I need that, I need that bottle of wine. And they weren't really drinkers either, so I, I assume they just poured it down the drain. Wow. It was probably awful. If, you, if you're putting it into a World Cup trophy, it's not going to be very good, is it? It's not going to taste nice. I'm still stuck at the fact that someone was holidaying in Italy in in 1990. Like Italy wasn't a big destination at that point. No, but it was it was a bus holiday as well. So we oh. flew in, and it was a bus tour. We did okay, a couple of these 90s. when I was a kid. Oh, and looking back on it, I think it was unremittingly shit. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it being good. So being on a bus trip with your mum and dad, fine, okay, that's good. But everywhere you went then, you'd have to then pack all your stuff up. Like maybe you'd have a day in a hotel and then you'd go round Pompeii like you cared at that age about volcanoes and the historical significance of you know, being able to see all this brilliant stuff. You'd just be like, yeah. people, great. 
Uh, <laughs> I think I just started doing Latin lessons as well, like in my first year in comp. And I think, yeah, my parents were Oh, my were really God, intense. who are you? Who are you? The posh kid. I'm, I'm, I am, like, from a comprehensive school in Newport. I didn't go to, like, Eton or something. But for whatever reason, I think it was an old grammar school, and they'd kept on Latin as a thing. Oh, okay. I find that really odd when Welsh schools do Latin, because it's like, guys, we've We've got another ancient language, but one that we still use. <laughs> like, if you want to, if you want to use learn an ancient language, use the one where there's a radio station that's a going concern. Because I lived in Newport as well, you weren't sort of taught Welsh until the point where a couple of years below me, I think it became something that had to happen as part of the national curriculum. Yeah. But that wasn't my year, so I never learned any. And yeah, yeah. And now my kids go to Welsh school, and I am left behind by an eight-year-old. Long ago, reciting poems in Latin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come over here. Let me tell you about Caecilius. Come on. Come on. This is useful stuff I have in my brain. Those Jeez. bus tours. I think yes. they were a thing that were just like because my mum and dad did one just before I was born, shortly before. Uh, shortly after they were married, they did one of those bus tours to Yugoslavia, and they went like. What? Through... It's like a honeymoon. <laughs> it was like a year. Come after. on, love, <laughs> let's, let's, go... let's let's go off with forty-five other people on honeymoon. This would be great. <laughs> they said is that because they were going through so many countries and because obviously this predates the euro they needed to sort out a currency mm. for every country they stopped in but there oh, have been God. like a lot of like quite confusing maths on the way which means that some countries they'd arrive and they'd literally couldn't afford like they they bought like one bowl of pasta between them in italy whereas then in another country they were cash millionaires like it was <laughs> messed up how, how wealthy they were in every country all the way along. <laughs> um, were, you, were you into the sticker book or wall chart scene? I had a Mexico 86 Panini sticker book. That was my first uh, Would that be the foray first World Cup you re- Yeah, that, yeah, that was the first, first one I remember. remember. Yeah. Um, I, remember, I remember watching, I think it was the Brazil-France game. That's stuck mm. in my mind, I think just because of the colours. And being allowed to stay up late, which I, <laughs> I I let one of my my middle kids stayed up late watching Champions League game last night, and I was getting increasingly annoyed that he was pushing it. I was at half time; he could stay up till half time, and then we we gave on this compromise of sixty minutes, which isn't a thing. <laughs> so we're both lying to each other at this point. But realistically, yeah. are you going to send any kid who likes sport to bed? When there's only yeah. half an hour left of the thing anyway, you can't. <laughs> so why we do this every time, I don't know. But I think I remember my parents being very similar. So I, I seem right. to remember sort of staying up late watching these games from Mexico mm. and going, yeah, you can stay up till, you know, whenever. And I think the Brazil game stays in my mind because I think it went to penalties. So I'm guessing that I'm pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and going half time. Oh, come on, come on. Let's stay up and watch this till full time. Yeah. Come yeah. on, extra time. Come on. <laughs> and this constant lie. You may as well just say to the kids, you can stay up till it finishes. It's okay. And then yeah. They, yeah. But I, then they I know where they stand. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think as a result of it, I love extra time and penalties or any sport that goes beyond where it should go to. Yeah. Because it just means naughtiness of staying up late, in my head. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's really funny though that you remember that um, that World Cup because I think Gareth and I are too young because okay. I my my first one would have been Italia ninety that I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. So already within the Zenia, the micro yeah. generation of Zenials, there's a. Gulf. I've aged myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've aged yeah. myself. <laughs> I think what I, what I remember is because it was from Mexico, the picture just being a little bit fuzzy and a little bit too bright as well. Yes, because I don't think they'd adjusted for it being in Mexico and really sunny. Yeah. And then, the footage and it, looks amazing. Yeah, it looks phenomenal whenever but, you see but it. But also, you look at the footage, and the, I don't think this happens anymore. Certainly, I don't notice it happening anymore. Like the shadow of a stand. I don't know <laughs> right. whether they factored yeah. that in more That's now, or whether they can, when you cut camera angles, it's not as stark. But it would literally be half of the picture you couldn't see because it was so dark, <laughs> and half of the picture just being yeah. too bright for you to be able to see anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a great viewing experience. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Thompson, the broadcaster used to work for Radio Wales, he once said to me, it's not a World Cup unless there's loads of lens flare. <laughs> like, unless... <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> because I, I can't remember which one was on when we were working together, and he was like, yeah, it doesn't look like a World Cup. It doesn't look like a World Cup. <laughs> and I think he had memories of things like Mexico and those sort of ones yeah. where it just... It looked... It looked like it was being beamed from the other side of the planet. Yeah. It's that sort of thing, oh, isn't it? <laughs> What's exciting? Commentary that's on a phone line. Yes! <laughs> if a game is from what I will collectively call abroad, yeah. if, 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 if the commentary doesn't come through on a phone line, I don't believe it's from abroad. <laughs> oh, what did you do for the millennium? I went to watch Mannix. I went to watch Mannix at the... Oh. Um, so did I. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Worst night of oh, my life. Why? why? <laughs> oh, just because... Did you think the world was going to end? Oh, God, no, no, no. I, I was just going to oh, get drunk. Okay. I was, we, were pl- we were planning okay. on going to the stadium. It was all really built up, wasn't it? Like, it was going to be a massive, big, big yeah. deal. And we got there, mm. and it was just so... It was really bright. I remember it was really bright in there. Yeah. And then yeah. you couldn't get to the bar. So within an hour, you'd mm. sobered up. And then you were just kind of stood yeah. there with all these other, you know, completely sober people. <laughs> and you, I just remember grinning and bearing it, thinking, I'm going to have to drink a lot in Club Iverbach when I get out of here. <laughs> Brilliant to make up for this. <laughs> How was your experience? I think I just enjoyed the music. From what I remember... <laughs> I don't remember wanting to be... Dr- I, I think I'd already okay. experienced the fact that New Year's Eve was shit as a concept. <laughs> I think I'd already got my okay. head around that. The, what, yeah. What's the point? Why do I want to be in A&E in the Royal Gwent at some point today <laughs> with a mate of mine who's been a bit of a wally? What's the point? You know, there'll be a fight or there'll be a stomach pump, and I'm, I, don't, I don't need this in my life. So... I, I think I'd already got my head around the fact that it's not that good yeah. as an experience. No. So I think I just went to it as a gig, I think, which is really boring. Yeah, cause, but, but again, but this is the difference because I was, I, w- I was in first year of uni. Okay. So this was my first New Year's Eve with my new uni friends. So, But for you... Postgrad. So you're... F- yeah. yeah, I was in the middle of my postgrad in Cardiff, so I'd moved back yeah. to Cardiff 
by that point. That's it. You, you were more sensible by this point, and Gareth was still in school. No, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So he wasn't allowed. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted <laughs> to go. I wanted to go to see the Mannix. Uh, we had like a, p- a party with my dad's family, with all his brothers. Oh, go on. This sounds good like already. That. Go on. How, how no, do you there's, there's literally <laughs> to that level. Like, no. Did you stay up till midnight? No. We've- Stayed up till midnight. Yeah, I mean, it's the yeah. millennium. It was the yeah. sort, of, but but it was the sort of thing where we got to midnight and then everyone went, ah, oh, the millennium bug hasn't turned everything off. We're fine, and that was basically <laughs> the millennium. Um, but I would have been the sort of person who would have liked to have gone to see. We should say to people who might not be aware that yes. the, the big gig in Wales yes. for the millennium was the Manchester Preachers played mm. the brand new Millennium Stadium. Yeah, they'd ha- they'd they'd held a World Cup in it, and that was it at yes. that point, hadn't they? Yeah, they'd just been. So a lot of the time it was people, and I remember there being a lot of excitement at like they can pour twelve pints a minute or something. There was like articles in the papers to how fast they could. Yeah, I mean none of these reached me. No, yeah, from my memory, I mean they must have improved it because the rugby games I've gone to, people have definitely managed to drink twelve pints <laughs> in a minute. But there's, yeah, there's, yeah, something's helped there. But no, at the time it wasn't. It's not a great any stadium gig isn't any good mm. anyway as an experience in my no. I've not been to many that work. No. No, it's not it's, it's, I think Yeah, it's not I, I I don't know what I expected really. That's the thing. It was my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um were you on Friends Reunited? I think I was. Yes. No. No, I'll tell you what I was on. I was on MySpace. I was very, oh, that, that was my somehow, first dip into it. I missed it. MySpace. Did you? Yeah, I, yeah. In fact, weirdly, this show yes. we've given it a MySpace page. Have you? Because we went, that'll be fun. Yeah. Did neither me or Essex can work the MySpace page? It's so We're like, awful. It's this really work? clunky. Really and funny. Oh. does it exist? I didn't know MySpace still exists. So am I still on yeah. there? Oh, that's a good question. But that would be linked Probably. up to a Hotmail account that I don't know the password to as well. Oh, so anything could be happening. <laughs> this could be how it ends. I, f- I think what happened was is that... that well, someone's well, got access to my MySpace with account. MySpace, with MySpace, people could... Shit about me on there. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I think with MySpace you could set up like little bots to say happy right. birthday to friends when it, their birthday happened, which means what MySpace is is now just a website of oh pages God. saying happy yeah. birthday to each other. That's Forever. really dystopian, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like a <laughs> Philip K. Dick novel kind of thing. Our generation, then, would be the generation that has all of this sort of digital footprint, but has no idea how to control it. So the generation before us probably won't have that digital footprint, and the yeah. generation that's younger than us would know how to delete their profiles that they didn't want to exist anymore, whereas yeah. I've probably got a load of shit out there that I don't want out yes. there anymore. That God, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's almost certainly true. <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, what would be like the early websites you remember visiting then? I, I mean, the internet wasn't a thing in school, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that yeah. at all happening. And then I went to uni '96, and being given an email address, but not really knowing why. <laughs> or what the point of it was, and only being able to access it from the college library as well. Mm. So you'd go yeah. to the college library, you'd log on, and <laughs> so I, I think that if you're a zenial, the noise yeah. would probably <laughs> immediately mean the internet. 
because yeah. Yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah, like an inkjet printer kind of going off in the and corner of the room. You're not forgetting that noise, are you? No, it's, no. it's just no. Forever. horrific. No. So going into yeah. a library and having that noise squeeching out of a room in the corner of the library uh. and going on there. And the only other people who had email addresses would be my mates at other unis. So you would just email to arrange a general meetup date. I'll tell you what, let's meet in London on <laughs> the 31st of October. And then you wouldn't book because email wasn't a thing that you then checked on even a like monthly basis. That'd be it. I'd have just sent an email at the start of term, just going, wicked, let's let's meet up there, two o'clock. By Nelson's column. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just Cause think, it, think of a thing. Because <laughs> even in 1999, when I started uni, we were given the same 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 procedure. We were given yeah. an email address, didn't understand why. And what we used to do, um, there was a computer room that was open 24-7 okay. near our halls. Right. So as friends, we'd go out, we'd come back, and we'd go to this computer room, and we'd email each other in mm. the same room. Mm. That's, that was it. That's all we used it for. Yeah, I can't... There, there was, like... I remember playing chess online, but I don't remember liking chess ever. But I do remember <laughs> online chess being a thing that me and, like, ten of my mates would do because some guy, apparently from Australia, would be playing chess <laughs> against you and you could chat in the little column there and go, wow. oh, man, is it sunny there? <laughs> like I didn't give a shit about the reply. It was just the fact that someone who was apparently in I don't know Melbourne was replying to you and playing yeah, chess yeah, against yeah. you. Just odd. And was that like there was a board and you like moved the pieces? Yes, around but it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't move yeah. particularly intuitively. And because no. you know this is mind. Do you remember Minesweeper as a game? Yes, that yes. just yeah. was on. I loved Minesweeper. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. The only people who I know who were any good at that when I worked at the BBC were the security guys. They were they were like yeah. Olympic level <laughs> minesweeper experts when I joined in two thousand. Because being on security, best will in the world. I'm sure it's changed now, but best will in the world. The BBC studios in Cardiff used to be out in a village in yeah. Llandaff, which is kind of no one is threatening that place. There's no reason to, for starting, unless you really don't like Pablo Cum. There is no reason to <laughs> want to attack those buildings. So the security guards there are just worried about whether you've got your pass on you or not. And they just play Minesweeper all day. And I swear if there's a world championship, those boys would have absolutely cleaned That's up. That's hilarious. Great game. Great game. Yeah, because going back to what we were talking um, about things to do with our students and what they don't really get, I'm, I'm teaching some of my students at the moment about the demise of Blockbuster. Um, and to them, it's like, you know, they can't even get their heads around the fact that you would go to a shop to get a video and rent it. But I then try and explain to them that, like in Aberystwyth, we didn't even have a Blockbuster. So they, they kind of, there's so many levels to it. And you can just see them looking at you thinking, why are we learning about this <laughs> <laughs> what are you teaching us about the past <laughs> no, it's basically a history course <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i am intrigued as to why they're learning about yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> what, what, what is this module is, yeah. it, is it is it the netflix module <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> I, what lessons can we take forward from this? Yeah. Like, go, so, so there was a blockbuster in St. Melons, which is quite near to where I lived, mm. and the Chinese takeaway next door to it was called the Triple Crown. And used to go into the Chinese takeaway, order, and then go into Blockbuster <gasps> and look around what Blockbuster. A treat. For, again, I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would have been the film that I probably yeah. got out <laughs> more than was reasonable. <laughs> more than was any point to. But I've probably still got a Blockbuster card somewhere in my wallet. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine I've got rid of that. No. Yeah, just in case. Just in case it comes I back. I think because, because there yeah. were so few things on, so whether it was TV mm. or in the cinema, so Newport would have had, I think, two screens at the time, maybe, or maybe just the one screen, but they'd have two films that were on. All right, don't show uh, off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you go to Aberystwyth in the 90s? And, I, and I, I, <laughs> my uncle had a caravan just outside of Aberystwyth, oh, really? so I did. And oh. that's probably where I think that is where I first watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. And I remember not knowing the etiquette of that cinema. <laughs> so, so, as in, when is there an interval? So, there would be an interval in Newport. And yeah. ah. you would then go and buy an ice cream. So, there'd be someone at the front with ice creams, mm. and you'd go down and buy an ice cream. The ice creams came out in Aberystwyth after the trailers. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sitting there with my grandparents going, I really want an ice cream. <laughs> Is this my only chance to get an ice yeah. cream? Uh, yeah. So I didn't get one because I thought, well, it'll melt. Oh, I don't want it now. No. I want it halfway through. I want it at half time in the film like normal oh. people have it. There's a half time break. What's wrong with you? I can't last 97 minutes without going to the loo. Need a half time. Oh, and the half time never came, man. No, you lost your no. chance. Yeah, so I missed my ice yeah. creams. <laughs> and my wee break as well. But it's still the same now. It is still the same. Is it? Yes, exactly the oh, same. Brilliant. But what they'll do is, because I was talking to someone the other day, because um, they're celebrating 25 years since the release of Titanic, aren't they? And Titan- they? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, but I remember going to watch it in the Commodore Cinema yeah. in Aberystwyth. And it's like a three-hour film. Oh, and yeah. With, and with mm. really long films, they will have an interval in the middle as well. So I remember that. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. I I was at uni when that was out, and I remember going to watch it with my girlfriend at the time and leaving the cinema just going, that was shit. And she went to see it another five times that tour. I don't don't think this is going to work out, is it? (laughs) Because if you think that's good enough to go and see five times... Oh, no. You you actually... You're not going to like me, are you? (laughs) Because I think it's awful. She had dreams of you drawing her naked, and that was never, never. I was never going to paint her like one of my French girls. No, (laughs) that was never going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, just it doesn't work as a film because that door at the end, there's room for Jack on it. There is. Jack could get on. There's plenty. She didn't want him on there. She'd had enough. She was embarrassed by him by that point. (laughs) It's it is an odd thing that like for the final shot, they're like, you could have just got a smaller door. Like, get a smaller yeah. door, guys, because you can sit him on it. Yeah, yeah. Get, get a non-Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio-sized space on that door, <laughs> and I'm all right with the movie. Then it works. I think she's embarrassed and thinks that in the real world, when they get to America, they're not going to be together because it's just logistically, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you're probably right. And and seeing how Leonardo DiCaprio conducts himself these days, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> He was going to move on when she was 25 anyway. Yeah. 
man. <laughs> uh, were you a member of a fan club? A fan club. I used to. Be, I used to do a lot of cutting out in newspapers and oh, collect. I was. You. I was one of those guys. So I remember. Yeah. So rugby World Cup happened in '87 for the first time, which yeah. seems silly because all other World Cups have happened a lot by that point. Um, and I remember cutting out little coupons in the Western Mail, which is like the Welsh national paper when I was growing up, certainly South Wales. And you had to fill out your name and you had to get maybe 20 of these little coupons to get a wall chart. Whereas now oh. you get a wall chart just shoved in with your Sunday yeah. paper. I had to buy 20 copies. I remember doing that a lot. I remember Sabutio and um, there was a cricket game called Test Match. Yes, there was. Was that the one with the little string? Yeah, you could position the fielders. So a little sort of slider thing to hit and to bowl with. And I remember if you sent off to them and joined their club, they sent you a badge that you could sew onto, I don't know, your jeans, I guess, because I was really cool. And I remember doing that and probably having it, insisting that it was sewn onto my jeans, that I was a member of a club that was a vaguely cricket-based Is this so game. you could find other people to play your cricket-based game with? So you could just be walking around? I think around it just like, highlighted you as a massive oddball. Yeah, really I think it was better been, for everyone else that we, that was highlighted quite early on. We, we, we had that game, but I never, I never knew. I didn't even know that I could you get in a the patch. club. I wasn't in the club. I certainly wasn't in the club. That's part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, somehow you immediately seem cooler, Gareth, than Seth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Immediately>. <laughs> Zennials are the ones who've had to learn everything analog and then everything digital, and we're the ones who are con. Our age means mm. we've had new technology thrown at us throughout our 20s. Yes. That's those first few like shows of Sports Bar when you were sort of getting it going. Was it left to you? I'm going to. I mean, this sounds. I'm making a real slight on the rest of your team, but I do know them. I'm guessing it was left to you to do the tech end of things. Oh, my God. I mean. I feel I might be betraying a confidence here that I know. I think so, we all know, Gareth. I think we right. yeah. <laughs> So the podcast is with Alice James, who you will know off yeah. the telly mm. and off the radio, uh, and Mike Bubbins, who you will know off the telly and hopefully in the next few years you will know off of BBC One if things go in the right direction with some of the sitcom stuff he's doing. But they're not, certainly weren't tech-savvy guys. And I think, yeah, I, I seem to remember that first time sitting there and waiting for them to come through. We used to record them on a Sunday night and just waiting for them to land on the Zoom call and then trying to explain to them that they could record on their computers as well as be on the Zoom call so that would give us better quality of audio. Going through all that and just getting these blank looks back. <laughs> uh, and then at the end of it, just going and then send me those over and them going, what? <laughs> just send me the audios over. What? How, how would I do that? It's like, okay, shit, right, okay. <laughs> and then going through we transfer and trying to explain that, and then going through all these bits of technology. And now, yeah, it's it's all. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty. It all works pretty well now. But 
I started learning how to record stuff on actual quarter-inch tape. So, like, proper yeah. big reel-to-reel recorders. Yeah. And when I joined the BBC, people looked at me like I was mad that I could also do the stuff on the computers. Because I'm ah. literally that era where they taught you both. Mm. And yeah. people were looking at you just going, but that's not quicker, I can do it quicker on tape. And I'm like, yeah. but if you give it, like, give it three weeks, man. Have a go at this, computer, because yeah. <laughs> you will be quicker. And then, nah, 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 I've done this for 35 years. And <laughs> working in an office that's quite fraught, but also having a lot of razor blades around in that office, I thought was weird. <laughs> but that's how you used to sort of edit. You literally would cut the tape with a razor blade yeah. and then yeah. stick it together with some sticky tape. And you'd regularly lose interviews because someone would have cut the wrong bit mm. and binned it. And you'd have to go through the bin yeah. and stick it all back together again and listen back. And you'd listen on the radio sometimes and people would have stuck things together wrong and you'd yeah. hear stuff backwards. Mm. And that was fine because no one cared, really. Yeah. Because that was as good as it could be. But but, but were you mm. this young whippersnapper who was, sta- who was starting out to... Yeah, I was witchcraft boy. <laughs> yeah. So you, you were probably stood there thinking, why are we still using the, these techniques? I, yeah, I was. I, mean, I was like, what is wrong with you people? Mini discs exist. Come on. Get with the programme here. This is the future. Yeah. Right? It's like a CD, but it's in a plastic case like a cassette. They've nailed yeah. this. This is the technology. <laughs> Nothing is going to advance from this. And, yeah, I, I learned a lot of obsolete technology. Mm, I, so. think, I think we all did. I think that's a real characteristic, especially going into the world of work as a Xenial. Because yeah. I, I had a similar experience, because before I, I did comedy, I, um, I worked in PR. And my yeah. first ever PR job in London, my boss would always insist the press releases had to go out on email and fax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just remember <laughs> you'd spend hours by the fax machine trying to feed yeah. it through and it wasn't working. And you just knew no one was reading the fax. It was just, <laughs> oh, awful. But I also remember a mate of mine lived in South Korea. So this would have been, when was the World Cup there? 2002? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I went to see him out there then. But this was sort of when technology was just kind of, I don't know, just really entering my world. It was probably even in the mm. real world. But he, <laughs> he sent me over a fax with written down Korean so that when I got to the airport, I could show this to a bus driver <laughs> who would then get me on the right bus to get to where he lived, which was four hours away from Seoul. And Ooh, no part of high me... High risk. But no part of me thought this was high risk. That, that, yeah. that was... That was exactly how things operated then. Yeah. I had no mobile phone that worked in Korea because my phone didn't work out there. Mm. Mm. And I had a fax that went, presumably, this is my idiot friend from Wales, please take him <laughs> to Daegu. <laughs> and I remember but, the but bus driver... if you know any Latin, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That'll be a sweet spot. <laughs> If you want to start talking to him about Kaikilis Essen Horto, he will be your man. <laughs> However, our, our Latin teacher taught us the phrase for urinating in a circle. What? What? What, what was? Yes, there's Hang a on. Latin word. That's, yeah, I know. That, yeah, that, that sounds looking like a porn, back on a, it. It's a Pornhub yeah. category. <laughs> <laughs> Search Kukumpia. <laughs> on Pornhub, see what you get. <laughs> Just a little bit of help for you there. 
With your search terms. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, we should we should move on to what you have brought into the Zenial Dome. What item would you put oh, in the dome right. to represent so, the era? I spent a long time thinking about this. Good. Because right. <laughs> There were there were a few that had gone already. That yeah. Thinking, oh, yeah. come on, that would have been really good. That would be cool. <laughs> not the contraceptive, but that was not on my list. Um, <laughs> typical man. Typical man. Don't even think about it. No. Bloody hell, it's a game changer. Um, <laughs> and then I thought about the grandstand game, and I thought, no, that's no. not for this. <laughs> and then I remembered every caravan holiday I ever had as a kid... And I remembered Vesta packet curries, do you, and Vesta packet chow mein. So search, go, go, Let's go on. Google I'm this. I'm doing it now. Yeah, yeah. Vesta, V E S T A. So this was my introduction to again what I will call <gasps> food from abroad. Oh my! I remember. So food this. from abroad only entered my world as a powdered packet thing that lived in the cupboards much like a pot noodle yeah which have yeah stood the test of time remarkably and these haven't and you would boil <laughs> up some water in a bowl and you would pour this powder into it and this thick brown sludge with pieces <laughs> of actual meat that had been freeze dried because oh, the meat you could take it to space yeah. presumably and then boil some wood. That's not going to work, is it? Um, <laughs> it was a beef curry. Yeah, again, very British interpretation of Indian culture there. Yeah. Well, should we make it with beef? That'd be fine, yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't see any issues. Um, that's, that's a great idea for a curry. Jesus. Um, and then there was a chow mein, which came with um, like these crispy things that weren't quite in any way Chinese. <laughs> But could be deep fried, but I don't think my mum did deep fry them, so I think they tasted like cardboard. I think they were just put on top. And there was a paella as well, which I think had freeze-dried seafood in it, which, again, I don't think is a great idea. Um, Yeah. You know... Okay. Bear with me. Bear with me on this analogy. You know um, people who have dementia? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bear with me. Go on. Go on, hit me with this. And how someone will play them a piece of music and there's Mm. this glimmer of recognition because it's tapped into something in their brain that has been inactive for a long time. I'm not a scientist, I don't know how it works. This is good. This is the reaction my brain is having to this. Good, good. It's in there somewhere and it's, wow. Just the box as well, the the cardboard box, like... It, it, so it's, oh, it's like a black cardboard box yeah. with a picture of the food on it, and the picture of the food has the rice in a circle. Yeah, like yeah. The, like the when you were a kid and you'd hold hands and create a circle. The <laughs> rice was in that circle, <laughs> and the stuff was put in the middle of that circle, wow. like it was being bullied or it was fighting. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> take the analogy too far. Um, Do you remember how it tasted? Awful. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I waited for. That's what I was like, waiting for. Genuinely still powdery. Yeah. Yeah. So it's because I don't think it's possible to mix those things well enough that they're not powdery. Yeah. And it would congeal really fast as well. Ugh. So it would start to solidify while you were eating it as well. And 
I think I really liked it. I think <laughs> it was one of my favourite meals. But my mum to this day continues, when she has a curry, to put the rice in a circle and encase oh. the curry in the middle of that. And I think that's quite sweet. And that part of me, the next time I have a curry, wants to do that again and just yeah. look oh. at my kids' faces <laughs> as they go... Kind of, kind of like the guy with mashed potato in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That kind of sort yeah. of look. Wow. Do you know, do you know what? I don't, think, I don't think this should be um, part of the exhibition. I think we should serve this in the cafe in the Zenith. Oh, Zone. nice. Yeah, that's yes. a great idea. Purely yeah. freeze-dried foods. Yeah. yeah. I suppose, yeah, that's really interesting. Like, that sort of um, ready meals, like, coming mm. in. I don't know when they would have started, but I feel I, like... I feel this was quite early. That sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember a lot of tinned food that was perfectly good. So, like, I remember, yeah. like, my introduction to ravioli was just yes. tinned ravioli. Yes, oh, I used love to that bloody ravioli. love it. Yeah, love and, it. And yeah. Like, absolutely love it. And do you remember those meatballs you would get into yeah. as well in gravy? Yeah. We used to yes. have just pasta oh, and that yeah. on top of it. Oh, that, that on its own on toast oh, would be oh, like. If, if my mum was away, my dad's sort yeah. of way of cooking was <laughs> on toast. Like, as, yeah. as, as a, as a, what, what kind of food are we having tonight? On toast. It, it could be yeah. anything out of a tin. Like tinned ratatouille on toast. Yeah. Or tinned mixed grill. So th- there's like a breakfast. Do you remember that? Sort of like... Um, yeah, you still yeah. get that. Yeah. 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 That was wicked. I remember the meatballs <laughs> with spaghetti. Yes. So sort of inside yeah. the spaghetti. Yeah. That was lush. Um, any kind of tin, any, anything that was new, I think my mum would like pop tarts. I remember my mum buying, mm. and then seeing oh. what they were and being outraged. Yeah, and, yeah. and me and my sister eating those. <laughs> yeah. and going, I know mums. Mums at the time were, were obsessed with e numbers. Absolutely yes. obsessed. My mum would read oh. the back of, of boxes and stuff. And if there was sweetener, if there was a spot to me in anything, she, yeah. she'd worry that we were going to get holes in oh. our brain. And... Oh, no, I think my mum would go the other way. I think oh. my mum would look look for E-numbers to proactively oh. get me. <laughs> like, they were, like they were a version of vitamins. So in the same way I look at stuff now to go, has it got any riboflavin in it? Uh, my mum would go... It's got, sugar, it's got sugar already on it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite good. That. good. That's I can't funny. think. I can't think that I would let my kids anywhere near Frosties, but I I had Frosties yeah. daily. Uh, did you? Oh yeah, and I used to put sugar on the Frosties. Wow. No. Yeah, to make oh, it more lush. No. Oh my god. No, we were. Yeah. No, I'm, I think my mum was quite. Um, my parents were quite like. What's the word? Skeptical about anything. So pop tarts, absolutely no. Pot noodle, very suspicious. Yeah. Like all this sort of stuff. They were very suspicious of any of this stuff to the point that last week was the first time my mum. You know, like like a packet of rice that you put in the microwave for yeah. two minutes. Yeah. That was the this week was the first week my mum's done one of them. What did she think? And wow. was like. Otherwise, she would have just like made rice. And this was been a revelation to her. Like, <laughs> Absolute game changer. Oh. Yeah, proper, <laughs> what have I been doing? <laughs> I think as a reaction to that now, I don't have a microwave. Mm. Oh, do you not? No, no. I've never had one. Oh. I've never wanted one. Because, no, yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to just cook from scratch as a result of it. But I, I still love shit food. Mm. 
<laughs> but I think there's there's still a hangover of, of suspicion of the microwave. I think with some people as well, because we've, we I think we've talked about this before, Gareth, about how mm. it was one of the big technological advancements in the home when we were growing up. But there was always this this idea that you know the the, the waves that would come from it would affect. Basically, you. Oh, yeah. so it was having Chernobyl in the corner of your kitchen, basically <laughs> right. in my in my mum's mind and in my yeah. mind. My, yeah. When when the microwave was on, yeah. my dad was like, "Don't stand in front of it." Yeah, don't stand yeah. near that. Like, yes. like, don't stand near yeah. it. Yeah. Well, basically, you, you won't have children if you stand there. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna. That's not gonna be good for you. Oh, oh well, that, I think that's a great choice. And yeah. I think that the whole the whole processed food thing and that instant food thing totally. that's really made me think like all that sort of stuff that suddenly came yeah. out. The ham slices. Did you? Oh, so ham slices, but with an egg in the middle. Oh so, no! Absolutely no. lush. No. Oh man! Oh, you, I, I, yeah. Oh. I can imagine my mum thinking that was beneath us. Bloody lush! Yeah. Oh. No, we couldn't. We wouldn't have got away with that. We yeah, that was that lush. No, I was just to say, was there? Are there any other things from the era you'd like to see a resurgence of, other than the um, powdered curry? Oh wow! Is there anything um, else when you think, oh, now I, I wish we saw a bit more of that. I want to go the reverse of Hugh Stevens when he was on, and I want to go with regularly arranging to meet. Like I was saying earlier about meeting at Trafalgar Square. Yeah. I want to go back to that mm. because I want to be less available for people's <laughs> alterations to their schedule. Yeah. yeah. I want to be 10 o'clock. We're doing that. Let's do that. Yeah. I, I, if they're not I, there. Yeah. Done. I much prefer that. Mm. I'm vaguely remembering those arrangements. So, you know, Saturday morning, <laughs> Spillers Records in Newport. I'll see you there at 11. Yeah. And then waking up on a Saturday morning going, I don't remember when I'm supposed to be meeting them. And then just going to Spillers at nine and waiting there because you can't remember when yeah. you're supposed to have been there. I think that's I think that is a really missed thing. And the pub crawl mm. that I would have had at uni where right, we're starting in so when I used to live in Oxford, we're starting in the Lammer Flag. Great pub. Where we're going from there, I, I don't know. We're not going to arrange that. <laughs> but we're going to start there at eight. Yeah. And then if you're there at eight, you're part of the pub crawl. If you're there at nine and we're still there, well done, you're on board. If not, <laughs> come find us. Yeah. Because I'm not, I, I might leave a message with the barman, mm. which is quite a cool thing to do. But yeah. I might not. I, I, that's quite a funny thing to yeah, do. Yeah, just go like, on. I if, ne- never thought. If John comes in, can you tell John we've gone uh, over the road to the Eagle and Child? That'd be great. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> No, that's lovely, because I think yeah. I was quite fortunate, because growing up in Aberystwyth, it's quite a small town, even though there were loads of places to drink, it was still a small town. So if you'd missed people in the first pub, it was pretty easy yeah. to find people, You would, and you would. Yeah. You'd have to go to different pubs, you'd, you'd see someone else who knew you and knew your friends, yeah. and they may yeah. have seen them, and then they'd be like, oh, well, like, ten minutes ago I saw them, you know, in the Black Lion. Exactly. And, yeah, I, yeah, I did. How much that. do you want to hang out, is the yes. question here, right? Yes. How much do you want to meet up? Do yeah. you want to meet up to the extent where you're texting and going, oh, that's quite far away, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Right? You're either in or you're not in on a night yeah. out. And that's what yeah. we need a little bit more. That's what's wrong with society. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and is there anything from the era you'd reg- regret embracing? Any trends where you're like, oh, that is, I am done with that. That is the... I never got the fashion thing, but I would, I would say that being heavily invested in either... 
Fido Dido t-shirts or global hypercolor <laughs> t-shirts was yeah. a mistake looking back. Yeah. I think Fido Dido is a cartoon character that has not lasted the test of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would say that um, global hypercolor just highlighted the fact that I sweat a lot. It's, yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't a great idea for me. They didn't change colour evenly, did they? No, oh, absolutely just not. All go. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. You could put for the first day that you had one of those t-shirts, you could put your hand on someone's back, yes, and it would be a handprint, right. and that was quite yes. cool. Yeah, but yeah. after after I would say one wash, they were redundant as a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, they did. And, and also, as a teenager, I just remember spending all my time in school trying to hide sweat patches. Yes, so oh, who oh, thought yes. this would be the oh. best idea? <laughs> Oasis or Blur? Or both? I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm not, no, I will not do that. No, no, because. Because people think they're opposites and they're not. And they really, at the time, it pissed me off yeah. to a huge level. And I, I, my first week at uni, this was like a unifying slash alienating thing yeah. where people would go, oh, which one are you into? Oh, fuck off, I'm into both. Because I can be into But I went to a school that's a state school from Newport that did Latin, right? I can like lad rock and also like a band that went to art school. It's all right. <laughs> quick fire, yeah, quick fire, yeah. yeah. <laughs> quick fire. I hope this will be as controversial then. So, hooch or Bacardi Breezer? Oh, hooch every time. The Bacardi Breezer is not a thing. That's no, no. Hooch is the drink of champions. <laughs> um, grandstand or match of the day? Grandstand, absolutely. Sally Gunnell or Paula Radcliffe? Sally. Every time. Uh, Euro 96 or London 2012? London 2012. Oh, interesting. Absol- I, I, no, just because being Welsh, Euro 96, yeah, I no, couldn't quite live yeah, with that. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pop-tarts or push-pops? Pop-tarts. <laughs> Nintendo or Sega? Neither. Wasn't allowed. <laughs> Amish family. Okay, Finder's Crispy Pancakes, Chicken and yes. Bacon, or Finder's... No, yeah. oh. 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 no, no, which is your favourite child, Steph? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Finder's Crispy Pancakes, Chicken and Bacon, or Finder's Crispy Pancakes, Beef? Beef. Ah, I hate myself. Goodbye, yes, goodbye. Uh, the, <laughs> the sudden demise of Woolworths or the slow, drawn-out death of Blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> um, Woolworths. Woolworths, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was a yeah. big Woolworths fan. Yeah, and that's it. That's oh, it. That thanks, Steph. That was brilliant. Thank Love you that. very much, Steph. Um, where can people find out what you're up to? Uh, if you look for at DistantPod on any of the social mediums, uh, then yeah. that's where you'll find everything that that is worth finding. Or, or sign up to do a degree at Cardiff Met. Oh yeah, just come along yeah. to lectures. Yeah. <laughs> There's often spaces in the room. That was Stefan Guerrero. Thank you so much for Stefan to coming on the show. Really enjoyed that. Loads of fun. Felt like a really giddy episode. Just really enjoyed it. Yeah, and really then we finished, and I enjoyed. A piping hot microwave curry afterwards. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, thank you to Steph for coming on the show. If you want to get in touch with us about anything Steph said or anything any of our guests have said or anything that you fear might be a product of you being born between 1977 and 1985, then drop us an email to thezenialdome at hotmail.com or 
uh, you can send us a tweet. You can send us a tweet, um, like Ewan Marie did when he was listening to Jess Foster Q's episode. Um, apparently he was chopping lettuce and he sliced a bit of his thumb off. Well, this- we're not responsible for that. <laughs> I, I don't, do we have insurance? You can't... We do have insurance, okay. I think, of some sort of kind. <laughs> but only if, like, while doing this, one of us cuts our thumb. <laughs> I don't think we can... I quite like the claim, though, that we're so good that people are chopping body parts off. <laughs> that doesn't mean we're good. <laughs> Another way you can contact us is via the MySpace page. Which I finally managed to log into. Yeah. Oh, well done. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, hang on. Someone called Emir Evans has connected to us. Other podcasts are trying to get people to join them on TikTok. Oh, we're slowly amassing a, uh, a group of people on MySpace. If you have a MySpace account, please come and friend us. The thing is, there's something about MySpace that feels safe, because I don't think China's il- infiltrating MySpace yet. Well, I think it's <laughs> it's you and Emir <laughs> who's infiltrated MySpace. Are you not even on there? No, I'm not on what? MySpace. I, I wasn't even on MySpace first time around. Please do, just so we can go up to four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with a live episode recorded at last year's Pachantleth Comedy Festival with Sunil Patel. So join us for that. Until then, uh, goodbye. Bye.